Welcome back to Six Minute Sex Ed, the podcast that helps people talk about sex and relationships. My name's Kim Cavill. I'm a sex education teacher, and I'm so glad you're listening. I make this podcast for busy people to listen to together. Listen together and then talk about it. For more information about me, check out my website, teaandintimacy.com. A quick note before we get to the show. Up to this point, Six Minute Sex Ed has really been sponsored by the generosity of a bunch of wonderful people on Patreon. And when I first launched the podcast, I was doing weekly episodes and monthly bonus episodes. I have a new job and a bunch of other responsibilities and things have changed over the summer, so my capacity is lower than it was previously. So I'm currently doing bi-weekly episodes and occasional bonus episodes. Because of that, I've actually taken down the Patreon, and instead I'm just going to make all the episodes available for free. So if you want to support 6 Minute Sex Ed, leave a review on iTunes. It helps people find us and share it with your friends. This week's episode is level two, which means it's more complex than my level one episodes and best for tweens, teens, and adults. The last episode, episode 37, was level one, and it was all about butts. This week's episode is level two, and it's also about butts. This week, we're going to talk about anal sex. Back in episode seven, I talked all about oral sex. And this week, we're going to talk about anal sex, and we're going to answer five questions. What is anal sex? How many people actually have it? Do people have to do it? Are there any risks? And what should people know about it before they try it? Let's start with what is anal sex and how many people actually have it. Well, anal sex is the penetration of the anus or the butthole. And that penetration might be from a penis, fingers, or an object specifically made for the purpose. How many people actually have anal sex is a more difficult question to answer. What we do know is a 2017 study that surveyed over 45,000 people in Britain found the number of sexually active people reporting engaging in vaginal, oral, and anal sex rose from 1 in 10 in about 1990-1991 to about 1 in 4 men and 1 in 5 women in 2010-2012. to In a 2009 study in the U.S., which surveyed a total of 1,279 7th grade students, 12% of the students had had vaginal sex, 7.9% had had oral sex, and 6.5% had had anal sex in the last three months. That means anal sex is becoming more common as a sexual practice, but that certainly does not mean that everybody does it. Do people have to have anal sex? No. No one should ever have to do anything with their body that they don't want to do. No one should be forced or coerced into any kind of sexual activity. And forcing or coercing someone into sex is not only wrong, it's illegal. Consent is only consent if it's freely given. Consent should be freely given. It should also be reversible, which means people can change their minds. 
It should be informed, which means people participating in sex are given all of the necessary information to make a knowledgeable decision, like what contraception or STI prevention methods will be used. Consent should be enthusiastic, which just means that the absence of a no is not a yes. And consent should be specific, which means consenting to oral sex does not mean a person's consented to any other type of sex. It's important to go over this not just for the obvious reasons, but because a 2014 study in the UK that surveyed 130 men and women ages 16 to 18 showed that heterosexual anal sex often appeared to be painful, risky, and coercive, especially for female-identifying people. Quoting from the abstract, interviewees frequently cited pornography as the explanation for anal sex, Yet their accounts reveal the complex context with the availability of pornography being only one element. Other key elements included competition between men, the claim that people must like it if they do it, made alongside the seemingly contradictory explanation that it will be painful for women, and crucially, a normalization of coercion and accidental penetration. It seemed that men were expected to persuade or even coerce reluctant partners. It's important to remember that sex is supposed to feel good, and one person's pleasure shouldn't come at the expense of their partner's pleasure. Sex is supposed to be pleasurable for everyone involved, and clearly communicating about consent and desires, boundaries, needs, and safety is the absolute best way to create mutually pleasurable sex, no matter what type of sex that is. Are there any risks? Anal sex does not usually risk unintended pregnancy because pregnancy starts when a sperm fertilizes an egg, and that typically doesn't happen during penetrative anal sex. However, anal sex is definitely not a contraception method because it can be messy. And if people need contraception, there's lots of great options available. Anal sex can transmit all sexually transmitted infections. So it's really important for people to take protective measures like using condoms, finger cots, latex gloves, the HPV vaccine, and PrEP. Rough anal sex risks damaging rectal tissue, which is thin, tight, dry, and super sensitive. So done without proper care, anal sex can result in injury. What do people need to know about anal sex before they try it? Well, besides the information that we've already gone over in this show, people should know that anal sex in real life does not look like most of the anal sex featured in mainstream porn. Remember back in episode 13 of 6 Minute Sex Ed, all about porn, I explained that porn is sex as entertainment. It's not sex in real life. The two have very little in common with one another. That means watching mainstream porn as preparation for trying anal sex is not a good idea. Before trying anal sex, people need to talk about their own and their partner's boundaries. Like any other type of sex, it should be preceded by a conversation about what the people participating in sex are consenting to, what they aren't consenting to, how they're expecting sex to go, and how they're going to communicate during sex to make sure everyone's still on the same page. 
Anal sex also requires a lot of lube since anal tissues are dry and people need to take things very slowly to minimize any risk of injury. That brings us to conversation starters. I've only got one for you this week. Why do you think that mainstream representations of anal sex in movies, TV shows, and even online porn don't usually show the conversations and considerations that partners usually engage in before sex. Thanks so much for listening today. Remember, you can send questions and comments to 6minutesexed at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram and you can find me on Twitter. See you in a couple weeks with another episode.